Hello, Guardians. Today is October the 27th, 2023. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. First of all, thank you guys so much for your support of the show. It means a lot to me uh, that you guys keep coming back week over week to check out the news of Destiny 2. Um, thank you specifically to Pins, Halo, Hobo, Scruff, and Horizontal Adam for helping to support the show through coffee.com. If you'd like to help keep the lights on, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. Every buck helps. Also, I just want to say congratulations uh, to my team that on Tuesday did a flawless Crota's End, that is Mr. Dunes, Mod Sherpa, Rogue Lyshal, Madelat, and Infernal Dragon. You guys were fantastic. Thank you so much. Also, special shout out to uh, my friend Travis, uh, who filled in while one of us was trying to figure out what our schedule was like for that evening. It was a lot of fun. I felt like it was not easy. I mean, you, you just have to survive till the end, so just murder everything in your path. Uh, Abyss gave us the most trouble. I think we had like 10 failures at Abyss, uh, mainly due to pendulums and holes, but you know, such is life. After we got past that, um, it was pretty much smooth sailing. Something for teams that are deciding to do that challenge in the future. During the white light phase, after you go across the bridge, go one at a time. Don't bunch up, don't run through all at once because you could get a bug where somebody dies and then you got to start the whole thing over again. We had that happen once or twice, just in normal runs too. And uh, that helped save us a lot of time. Thank you so much to Kimber Prime from my Twitch chat for uh, giving that shout. If you're looking for helps with GMs or raids, I do helps every Sunday on my Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity. Hope to see you in stream. Enough about me. Let's move on to the news of the week. This week, we received the Season 23 Weapon Tuning Preview. In Season 23, we'll see Auto Rifles receive a 10% buff against Red Bar enemies. Also, a special tease that we might be getting like a, a heavy uh, auto rifle, which sounds bonkers. Pulse Rifles will get a 12.5% buff across Red Bar and Orange Bar enemies. Sniper Rifles will be receiving a 15% buff across the board. And let me just take a moment to talk about the glaives out there. My personal favorite. I feel like they have a pretty interesting place in the sandbox, regardless of how powerful they are season over season. I have been looking forward to this pass on them uh, since they announced it maybe one or two seasons ago. In the weapons preview, they say we wanted to improve how good it feels to use glaives as both a melee and projectile weapon. We also wanted to increase the uptime of the shield without pushing it too far into the realm of being overpowered. As such, we made changes to all three aspects of glaives. Projectile damage will be increased by 25% in PvE, but in PvP, projectile damage will see a decrease. Moving on to melee, we will see a delay reduction. After firing your weapon, you will no longer have to wait about a second in order to melee that enemy. That has been decreased from 0.75 seconds to 0.2 seconds, so super quick. When talking about shields, they say relying on dealing damage with a projectile to grant shield energy was a choice made to limit the amount of uptime the highly damage-resistant shields had in Crucible and in in-game PvE content. Unfortunately, it effectively gated a significant portion of the weapon's effectiveness and made using a glaive without energy feel like you were wielding half-weapon. We wanted to increase 
the uptime of the shield so you could get a little bit more of the weapon fantasy to shine through but we had to be careful not to give too much or to allow the shield to become too strong in competitive content so they made the shield energy now recharge passively when the glaive is held at a rate of one percent per second base glaive shield damage resistance in pvp remains at 50 percent while damage resistance against primary ammo weapons and melee attacks has been reduced to 30%. To find out more about what they'll be doing with the exotic class glaives as well as other exotics like Vex Mythoclast, be sure to check out the link in the show notes for the weapons preview. There's some really spicy stuff in there. I think when you're using the linear fusion uh, version of Vex Mythoclast, it does up to like 200% extra damage against champions that's going to be super nice in several grandmaster nightfalls not only did we get that weapons preview but we also got a this week in destiny written by hippie in it we saw all the victors in the cosplay contest as well as the pumpkin carving contest i think my favorite of them was was the little pup that was dressed like a war beast congratulations to all the winners on that contest other changes coming to season 23 that we learned about in the twid Starting on November 28th, you'll be able to access your vaults while in space with more possible access points being looked at for future releases. I know that's going to save me and several other people that I know a lot of time when we're going in and searching for items. Unclear, however, whether the bug for pulling items from the vault for your builds will be touched in any of this. Uh, at the time of recording, they hadn't commented on that. Ghost mods in Season 23 will receive an energy rebalancing for more bang for your buck. And when you go to Rahul, Enhancement Prisms will now break into five Enhancement Cores up to three times a week for a total cost of 7,500 Glimmer per week. So if you're starving for Enhancement Cores like I am, I'm constantly trying to craft things right now, uh, that's going to be a really solid quality of life change. That's it for the news. Now for our interview with Mylan Games. All right. Hey, Matt, Mylan, thank you so much for, for joining us today. <laughs> so early. Um, yeah, it, it, is, it is a little bit early, but this is uh, this is my new schedule anyway. I'll be up at 5 a.m. Um, looking after the baby. Yeah, dude. So how, is, how has that changed your perspective on content creation? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, it's definitely added a lot of pressure. I'm sure. Um, going uh, going full time in content creation uh like it, for nearly most of the youtube stuff it was it's been a side hobby while i've had another job and mm -hmm. um kind of waited to the last minute to go full time which <laughs> maybe wasn't the best decision coming to the end of destiny but uh mm -hmm. yeah look there there's more pressure to have videos perform really so you can pay your mortgage and do all this and that and then plus on that you don't you don't really have um a bunch of spare time anymore you know there's things mm -hmm. that needs to happen before you start streaming before you start youtube and when you finish so um the time pressure is a bit harsher too so yeah it's been tough <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah on my end it's normally my my ritual is like half an hour before just kind of like getting the mindset that i'm going to be live and i'm going to be in front of people and then that's it but i and when i'm doing youtube it's mainly this show for primarily uh mm. most of my content creation for you like you have you have to write scripts you have people that are working with you to write scripts and 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 gather research um how much of your time is primarily just that 
Well, yeah, more recently, um, I had for this season actually, which didn't quite last that long. I, I got a lot more people to help write. Mm-hmm. I've had one person helping research and writing for, for a little bit longer. Um, just cause I kind of remember everything. Uh, and they're like a little encyclopedia on destiny, which makes making destiny law videos a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. I think, um, when you watch a 10 minute video, you're like, oh, that was nice. But it's like for many years, you know, there's like a week worth of research sometimes in a single video. And, uh, it gets easier the longer you do it, but having people that can go out and like research something for you and find corresponding grimoire cards and law tabs, mm-hmm. like shaves a huge amount of time off. Um, and so this season, I, I pretty much got down to uh, probably half a day, if not um, a day of, of editing mm-hmm. scripts rather than just writing scripts. Um, and then the rest audio and then sending it off to someone else to, to edit it too as well. But I mean, that's all come crashing down pretty quickly. I, mm-hmm. I thought this was, this was a good season. Uh, yeah. But I think the interest in, in Destiny's... Uh, slowly fading off i think people have maybe kind of accepted they might be leaving at um at final shape and mm-hmm. uh i mean personally i've found there just hasn't been as much interest in 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 law videos mm-hmm. in probably the history of my channel in the last maybe four weeks really mm-hmm. so before before we get into the like the what is after final shape conversation <laughs> and like what where we think the community is going to kind of go to let's start at your beginning like like i like i said a little bit and before we started recording you've you've done so much in the community you're not only making youtube videos uh you've been a twitch streamer you're on dcp you've also been uh one of the founding hosts of uh destiny down under uh mm-hmm. what got you into destiny initially as a guard, like first, uh, I don't think there was anything specific. So I started making YouTube before like getting into destiny. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like I got into destiny and thought I want to like make content on this. I actually worked with a not-for-profit and my background's occupational therapy and mm-hmm. we were making, um, custom recreation equipment for kids and adults with like disabilities. And one of the one of the often requests we got were like accessibility controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like a, a big gamer. So it was something that I was like pretty passionate about. Um, and when I left that company, I was like, Hey, I want to like do more like gaming and health disability work. And I thought a YouTube channel would be a good way to start it. Mm-hmm. It turns out YouTube's really fucking hard. <laughs> and uh, I, ju- I just think I just started, I, I realized that it, it wasn't something that was got to work straight away and I needed mm-hmm. to do things that people were interested in and relevant for. So I just started just doing more gaming, um, kind of videos, even though like my very first videos are like how to look after your health whilst gaming and like mm-hmm. ergonomics and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't, you can't watch them anymore. I think they're on private. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's useful yeah, information. Des- De- Destiny was literally coming out. Um, like the the month that I started making YouTube videos, I think mm-hmm. my first video was um, The Last of Us, mm-hmm. just to like practice like editing, and then Destiny came out, and uh, I was pretty pretty generic, just trying to make something work. I actually, wasn't I was unemployed at the time, and I was just kind of just seeing what worked on YouTube. Yeah. So, have you always been been interested in the lore of different games, or was there something specific about Destinies that you 
like kind of grabbed no, onto. I was like so far away from law. Yeah. I don't think I've ever read law before Destiny, which I think people might find surprising because I think people that really like law and story have always done that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But I kind of fell into it. I made videos about everything else. I did guides. I did. I still remember resource guides running around circles and Destiny One, just gathering relic iron <laughs> and. Um, and I happened to look at the Grimmore and, you know, even though it was literally the most highly criticized part of the game that you had to go outside mm -hmm. it to read. And I read some of it. I was like, hey, this is pretty good. And then I looked and like, saw nobody making videos about it. I was like, hmm, I would try that. And I think I made a video about Oryx that mm -hmm. took off, got like 100,000 views or something. Uh, and I was like, okay. And then I haven't really looked back since then. I do enjoy, like, um, I've always been pretty good at, at like, analyzing, um, like, reading something, analyzing it, breaking it down, thinking about how the author or, the, in this case, the game developer mm -hmm. would want to convey certain themes and messages and uh, how to explain that. And, yeah, whether people know it or not, nearly all of my scripts are just um, year 12, like, English essays. That's basically how I write them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys. I'm sure, I'm assuming you do the same thing in America, but yeah, it's like oh. you know when you, you know when you have to like watch a movie and you have to like oh yeah, Cliff write notes. like why yeah why the author <laughs> yeah. like did those camera angles. That's pretty much what I do for Destiny. It's something that I've always been like good at, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, but I I wasn't um never like gravitated towards law before that. I th I think I was a the the appeal was like making content now like that was the mm -hmm. fun part for me like the idea of making videos that people like mm -hmm. and that could entertain them would just always blow my mind like i think um even in the early days you look at how many minutes is consumed watching a video i was like this is crazy like to think about people sitting down and actually wanting to watch something that i've made like mm -hmm. I, that idea was um cool and the cumulative time that approaches in that of like oh this this video has lifetimes of views yeah 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 that's that's pretty wild to think about um so when you so you started playing you got into the lore uh and you're and you're making the videos you're sitting we're sitting now like on the precipice of year 10 of this franchise where mm. how do you feel about it right now i i think that there's a lot of they're doing a lot of um kind of clean up on story it feels like to me and they're tying up some loose ends but they are leaving longer strands for much further out after final shape uh i think this season's actually been really good at mm -hmm. acknowledging a lot of like old school lore and it's been very accurate in referring to some of the old stuff i wouldn't be surprised if some of the original writers had come back on for the season or something similar because that's happened before with like the the author you know, like Seth Dickinson of, of Books of Sorrow had, had, has been contracted to do other seasons and other stuff. Mm -hmm. And this one feels very authentic to what's previously been written. Um, and I think it's a good story uh, with Season of the Witch. So I definitely don't have any issues with the directions going. I mean, obviously I had huge issues with Lightfall, but um, mm -hmm. that's a whole another video. Yeah. I, I don't think like, since Livefall, they, they, then I don't know if you've read some of the narrative um, teams like interviews about mm -hmm. these seasons and being the most interconnected they've ever been and leading up to uh, the final shape. And it, 
I, I personally haven't noticed a, a huge difference. They they feel mm -hmm. like pretty typical seasons and how yeah. they're connected to each other. And um, yeah, I, I not quite on board with that. I haven't. I don't have an issue with it, but mm -hmm. I, I do feel like they feel like normal Destiny seasons, and they lead into yeah. one another, and they eventually lead into the expansion. Like I think that's pretty classic for for Bungie. So I, I haven't really noticed anything crazy different leading up to Final Shape uh, story wise. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it definitely feels like going through going through the portal in the traveler is like the C story right now. Like the B story was like the Asa and um Eris connection. And then the mm -hmm. overarching one for me was it f felt like a redemption of Eris as a character across all of her time in Destiny, from when we first found her as a victim to her confronting her demons. Um and then now into like using that power to um to best some of the some of the like biggest hive gods we've met that seems like that was the overarching story of this season yeah i mean that's what they they typically do is they they have something front and center mm -hmm. and then like the overarching narratives in the background you know working towards the in this case the 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 portal right to get through mm -hmm. the portal into the traveler which it's crazy because Sabathun never revealed what, what the the whole season was typically was supposed to be about that. Um, mm -hmm. But like you said, yeah, Eris is obviously front and center, and you know I'm expecting next season we'll do something similar. You have this big character development, or you you know you have this redeeming arc or whatever. But you know you're meant to be trying to get information about traveling into the traveler, going through this portal. Mm -hmm. um, that's what the seasons are meant to be interconnected by to lead up to final shape. Um, so maybe we'll find out what, yeah, what we already know about the portal from Savathun because apparently we already have the answer and it's just sitting in front of us so we mm -hmm. can already get through the portal uh, next season. I know going back to that to one of the interviews that you that you referenced earlier, there's they were saying <laughs> they were like, hey, don't don't really count on Savathun to be too too big into the season. Like that's yeah. not the main thrust. How I think you... it was good how they how they had Savathun involved in this mm -hmm. season, like. I was pretty concerned when they were backpedaling on like don't expect too much from Savathun and then I saw what they did with it and I was like okay I, I kind of understand um, mm -hmm. where you're going with this uh, and I think it was a good inter integration of a pretty main character not being front and center so I think they did a good job with, with throwing Savathun back into the mix without her just like taking all the spotlight mm -hmm. and it being primarily about Eris and um, you know in Mario I think was was great as well. Mm-hmm. I know we have like one secret triumph for the end of the season. Do you think that they like kind of do what they've done with the formula before and like a week before the next season we get like some some cutscene <laughs> to tie everything yeah, up into I, it or Yeah, there might be an epilogue. Um I'm thinking there probably needs to be some connection to the next season. It's mm -hmm. all the fact that they've said that these are the most internet connected seasons and I don't and I've read everything. I'm not too sure how they're connecting this season to the next season. Mm -hmm. uh, apart from, I don't know, finding out what we already know about the the portal. Mm -hmm. uh, and they haven't really made that super obvious. Uh, it was in the law entry and you're obviously a little bit in the cutscene, but like, yeah, I think that needs to how it connects to the next season. So I'm kind of expecting an epilogue, um, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. what, is, what has been one of the biggest surprises? for you this season excuse me um 
Oh, God, now I'm thinking about the whole... I haven't played Destiny in a couple of weeks. I mean, Eris's transformation was probably the, the coolest thing. I just mm -hmm. love her design um, and her embrace of that. Uh, and the distraction, not the cutting Zevi off from the throne world is, is probably is probably up there, something mm -hmm. that I didn't quite call. I thought there was going to be something to do with throne worlds because of how the law was being written and there was all this talk with throne worlds, but I definitely didn't call uh, Eris becoming the most single powerful hive entity and being able to sort of sever Zevi from a throne world. That definitely came as a surprise. Mm -hmm. Killing Savathun, that was a nice touch too, to be honest. That was like a straight up anime <laughs> like cutscene, just like the way that they framed it of the sword going out like that was fantastic. Mm. But yeah. well, it was a nice callback to the books of Sora too. Like it's mm -hmm. exactly what Oryx did to get the power to kill Akka and get the, the Taken King powers. Like it's kind of nice um, honor of the books of Sora with, with Eris doing the same thing as Savathun that her brother did. Where do you feel that we're going? Do you, do you feel like we're going anywhere specific next season? Um, outside of just the, the road to the portal? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, know, I honestly have no idea what they're doing next season. I mean, I haven't heard anything. I haven't watched any leaks. I haven't seen anything. Um, mm -hmm. I, there's nothing that really points in a certain direction that I know of from a, from a law point of view. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a bit stumped what, what's happening next. Um, so honestly, yeah. I don't know. Well, was there was there anything to forecast this past season, like with season of the witch? Was there anything to forecast that before going in? I can't remember. Uh, if there was anything more. I'm trying to think of how that previous season ended. I'm not too sure. Okay, it was it, we we had cleansed Asa. I think. Was yeah. Like, yeah. It was like we got the whole backstory of the mm -hmm. witness. Um. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Gotcha. Um. With with final shape, so we're going to end up we're going to end up facing the witness, and then we have the chapters mm. afterward. What do you mm. see happening in the world of Destiny post final shape? Are there any dangling threads that you kind of wish that they'd? Well, I think Zevu will be in mm -hmm. the Hive episode because mm -hmm. I can't see Zevu being. I mean, she obviously wasn't revealed in this season. Mm -hmm. um, I can't see her being taken out in a season and I can't see her being crammed into final shape either. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe Hopefully. they could put her in a final shape, but <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like she'll be in a, in an episode because I mean, if you get rid of Zevu, you kind of got rid of your hive pantheon. Like mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have too many left unless they're actually going to make Eris evil. Like you, mm -hmm. you kind of need someone who can talk and be evil uh, as a, as a villain, <laughs> as a villain arc. <laughs> Right. Uh, otherwise, you know, if you kill Zevu, how are you going to keep... And that's, and obviously, this is the issue with the Vex, right? Like, mm -hmm. Vex kind of meant to be the biggest, baddest dudes around, but <clears throat> they're always, like, uh, controlled by someone else. Like, you know, Savathun controlling uh, Coria Blade Transform. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, because they're quite emotionless. Mm -hmm. So you've got to put someone with personality with them. Um, so I do think that they'll introduce something to do with the Vex and expand that a little bit more. And mm -hmm. ironically, I think that's like the OG storyline that got left behind. You know, they're, they're meant to be darker than darkness. They're meant to be more evil than evilness or whatever <laughs> the exo stranger said. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they've been left off to the side a little bit. We've had our big expansions with, with Hive and Fallen and Cabal and made alliances and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think Vex is 
is something that needs to stand alone. And I think they'll address that in, a, in an episode. Um, I think ZV will be in an episode. I'm not too sure what to expect. I hope these episodes, I, I think they will, will give a little bit more uh, allowance to not necessarily doing flashbacks, but like, but I would love to see flashbacks in Destiny. Like they, they could mm -hmm. just take an episode and do like a, you know, a historical uh, part of, of Destiny, you know? Mm -hmm. uh but i think it, it it would give them options to just sort of tell discrete stories a little bit more not always having to lead it back to some like major overarching nut yeah. arc and i'm hoping that that will give them a little bit more flexibility to, to tell a really good story kind of like how like with star wars everything always ends up like tying mm. back in to the skywalker saga in in some way like it's it's such a huge universe yet everything seems to be like along this line do you f like do you want the episodes to do that more than than harken no back? i think they can just be like their own thing and i, yeah. I hope bungie just <clears throat> go to because i think they've been getting better at telling um like introducing new people to the story mm -hmm. and giving just enough background information that you, under you understand what's going on and i'm just kind of hoping that's the way the episodes will go like you don't need to understand eight years of Destiny lore to like know what the hell's going on. Yeah, you can kind of come in and play episode one or whatever they're going to call it, the episode after the first episode after Final Shape, and and it just be a complete story by itself. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's just it's just written in the Destiny universe. Like that's kind of think what I what I think they're going to do with it. Yeah, yeah, more more Mandalorian than Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when the I remember watching your videos around um, Maya Sundaresh and Neomuna uh, messages last mm. season. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Do you feel like that comes into play in the Vex episode? Yeah. Uh, now I got me thinking, what happened with that again? Uh, they founded Neomuna and then... Mm -hmm. They founded Neomuna. They did a bunch of experiments um, where I believe several several of the oh that's um, right it was the old yeah. veil stuff wasn't mm -hmm. it they did like a weekly veil law and like my sunderish and Essie and she going yeah it should be a great villain yeah yeah i think i said that in the video i think if they want to give a voice to the vex having like um my sunderish coming back through a little bit like ashamir but as mm -hmm. like some vex overlord yeah that'd be cool sure so i know like recently you've been playing more you've been playing more games outside of destiny you've been playing I believe you played mm -hmm. a little bit of Lords of the Fallen recently and weren't really impressed by it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what, and, and you've been making, you've made a few marathon lore videos. Um, mm -hmm. Where do you see your channel? Where do you see your content going for after the final shape? Are you going to keep hitting Destiny as hard as you had previously? Or are you, you looking to make more variety on your channel? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know um i'm already making variety i i just mm -hmm. released uh lord of the rings return to moria uh mm -hmm. video this morning of first impressions um turns out i found i found a more fanatically blind community than destiny <laughs> holy shit do not piss off lord of the rings fans wow i've never seen my like i don't know if you've played it or seen it but i haven't seen it i yet. mean it, it, <sighs> it's so, my experience it, there's so the many components <laughs> there's so many components of it that is just bad mm. but it's kind of good because it's lord of the rings and 
even if you're not like a super fan of Lord of the Rings, you can get behind it. And some of the voice acting is pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. But if you take it on a strict components of like a survival crafting, it's pretty basic. It's pretty generic. It's it's a generic crafting survival game mm-hmm. that gets a lot of things wrong with a Lord of the Rings skin on it. And that's based by review. People are so angry. <laughs> it's like 55 Australian dollars. I, I just... Oh. I think you need to be a. I think you need to be like a hardcore fan. Um, yeah. Because like Valheim does everything a thousand times better, mm-hmm. and it's like thirty bucks Australian or something. So it's just, hard to recommend. The the Lord of the Rings franchise just got by, bought by like the Embracer Group. I think it was like last year or the year before last. They're the ones that were like consolidating a bunch of smaller studios into their grasp, and then they got mm-hmm. a hold of that franchise does it does it feel like it was like one of those things like quick let's make a quick buck off this thing so that we can like (laughs) no there's there's definitely some slickness to it but like you know i also played king kong recently Mm -hmm. uh and i think it's it it, it's oh quite unanimously this is the irony part quite unanimously people said it's like the worst game of the year Mm -hmm. and the combat in lord of the rings is almost identical to the combat in king kong you like just like button smash square and then like every now Mm -hmm. and then press triangle and and like do a do a uh, a parry, and and that's basically it. But it's got crafting in it, so it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's as long as you have cra- add crafting into your game, it's it's going to be pretty if, good. Look, if you're listeners <laughs> and you like Lord of the Rings, the new the new Return of Moria game, that's fine because you can have seven other mates in it, and you and you all play as dwarves. And I think you yeah. can have fun with that. I I think I'm harsh because it's a review. And I'm trying to justify people spend their money and I'm lucky and I get to buy games whenever I want. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't get to that. They have to save up. And I can't, there's no way in good conscience I would recommend Return to Moria over another survival game if that's what you're into. And I'd only recommend it if you've got friends who want to do it and like, uh, and you're really into crafting and you're really into like Lord of the Rings. Uh, Personally, I think it would have been a fantastic game on the Xbox Game Pass. It's Mm -hmm. like, that's, that's the kind of game that like. I can convince people to download for free because they've already got their subscription on Xbox Game Pass and have like seven people play it because you have like eight people play it all at once. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Anyway, so I don't know what's going to happen with the channel. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said at the beginning, uh, Destiny views have been lower than they've ever been before. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a point where... I was losing money on making a video, but some I paid people for thumbnails and scripts and mm-hmm. editing that uh, I was in the negative uh, nearly every week. And so we had to try something different. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, game reviews is something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I, it's very similar to making little videos. It's about taking components, it's about breaking them down. It's about understanding how they fit together as a whole and then putting that into some sort of uh, script that people can understand. Mm-hmm. Um so I've enjoyed that. They haven't done well, but yeah, I'm I'm looking to yeah. to be full variety. I'm not too sure what that looks like yet. Um, but yeah, I think it's very obvious that people are probably just waiting to see the end of Final Shape. Um, mm-hmm. They might still play Destiny, but I don't think it's going to be the main game. And for me, at least, the the interest hasn't been in there in watching content. Mm-hmm. I've 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 been finding myself. Late earlier and earlier in seasons, I, I find myself looking to either challenge myself with like homemade challenges. Like we're, my my Tuesday crew and I, we're mainly just doing flawless raids right now as a way of just getting the shader and like doing something mm. together. And it's 
it's become less about the things that are in the game and more about like the connection friendship wise. Mm. If that, if that makes sense. Um, I think destiny has been about, I think that's why destiny's lasted for so long to be yeah. honest. I think it's quite often been about that. Um, I think that's why they, they changed their motto, <laughs> changed their motto from like, uh, whatever it was, you know, we made games you played to, uh, we developed friendships or like, I don't yeah, know the yeah. exact thing, but it's, it's about, it's about developing friendships because they realize that this is one of the greatest strengths of destiny is the, the friends people made. And, um, it, it you know, I, I do think De destiny is a good game. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's a game that I'm fatigued on, but you know, playing a lot of other games right now, I can tell you that destiny is a, is a fantastic game. And I think mm -hmm. people need to take a couple of breathers from it and come back to it um and play it more casually and i think people are maybe starting to do that now play it a little bit more casually and understand that they don't need to main destiny and only destiny and they mm -hmm. can tune in for a season or tune out for a season yeah that's somebody in my channel recently came up and was uh and said hey i've been gone for a year is it worth it to like to come back i was like if i mean i would come back maybe the start of next season then you have like just a bunch of stuff to do and then you're right it you're prepared right into the final shape but yeah i mean i think you either come if you if you haven't played destiny a long time that you either come back the season prior to final shape or even just come back with the final shape yeah and like kind of put a uh, finish off the chapter for yourself and like close close the door and work out how this whole <laughs> light versus darkest lights that dark saga like mm -hmm. ends and then just you know be happy yeah are there any games releasing before the end of the year that you're really looking forward to covering on your channel or just playing because 2023 has been kind of incredible games wise um well look this is this is what i'm starting to have to do now is i actually look ahead to see what games are coming yeah. out and what i might like yeah so i haven't looked that far ahead i looked ahead of this week and, I, and it was uh lord of the rings I thought, oh that might be interesting I'll, <laughs> I'll get behind a survival crafting lord of the rings game and then mm -hmm. um alan wake 2 i think is Next tomorrow, week. day after. Yeah. I think it's the 27th, 26th here. So I have to have a look if it's, might be Saturday or it might be Friday. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I started playing the first one, really loved it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's a pretty interesting story. Um, no spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers for like a 12 year old uh, game. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm kind of interested to see where where this is going. Like it's, it's yeah, it's good I will enough. spoil this though. Like, I will spoil this yeah. though. It takes it takes him three chapters to admit that he loves his wife. Well, I'm I'm in <laughs> chapter three now. Just got through episode three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like right at the end where yeah. he's like, I miss her. <laughs> and you're like, it's the first time you said that, bud. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. He hasn't he hasn't been too emotional, like going through nightmare realms. No joke. No joke. Well, um I'm gonna go ahead, uh, let's see uh what the audience has prepared for you question wise um rich widowson says from a lore perspective which character fascinates you the most and what aussie animal should be turned into a gun next yeah aussie animals easier yeah maybe something like an emu because we lost the emu war i think that would be the most <laughs> terrifying thing i'm not too sure what that would look like mm -hmm. maybe like a giant sniper rifle with a big body because emu's got really long necks so yeah it'd be like a look a little bit like that i guess like a shoulder mounted sniper <laughs> yeah yeah like almost looks like a bazooka and it's like a really long neck and like the the beak is like the the barrel i guess yeah uh i i don't know how to answer the ones about like who's your favorite destiny yeah. law person it's like 
man, there's so many great characters in Destiny. Um, I think Eris is right up there now with with completing her kind mm-hmm. of arc and redemption and always being considered to be evil and now she's like come back around and she becomes the most powerful hive and then she like rejects that logic like she's got a great story arc um but there are plenty of characters with that in destiny so i don't mm-hmm. i don't have like a, a favorite favorite to be honest does it like when you when you find yourself researching a character do you find that you grow more of an affinity to them as you're researching them and finding more depth or you've clearly said that it's hard to kind of pick one <laughs> but i find it like this i hope people will resonate with this mm-hmm. you know when you watch a movie and it's like usually pretty fun mm-hmm. and then when you did like year 12 english and like the teacher's like okay we're gonna watch this movie like yes and then you realize like watching movies like when you're analyzing every sentence it's like really fucking boring <laughs> and you're like yeah Ugh. so usually when i finish with a script i'm like thank god I never want to read about that ever again. Yeah. And then next week I'm like refreshed and I'm fine. Right. So <laughs> I don't feel like I get, I don't feel like I get more attached to characters once when I'm researching them, mm-hmm. because I'm doing like some character piece. It's they're, they're super hard. Cause you've got to dig through literally eight years of like law mm-hmm. to try find like why Shax is such a badass, which is like the next video. Um, and yeah, I kind of like, yeah, like this is cool, but I don't want to keep researching this. Yeah, a little less of that for next week. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't, I don't get more attached to characters as, as I reach them. I, and when I first like see something in a season, like I think there was some cool stuff about Shax this season. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, nice as this story, adds this, adds that. But um, yeah, there's also the element of um, just writing ten pages of lore and like kind mm-hmm. of being ready to like have the video be released and like move on with another topic. Yeah. F- uh, Clancy 5,000 asks, hello fellas. Two questions. If I may, your favorite ever season from a lore's perspective, what do you think uh, could be the, well, we kind of covered this. What do you think the theme of, of next season and how it could lead us into final shape? Yeah, they're both. Yeah. Unknowns. So I'm not too sure what, what, what it is going to be. It's got to be something to do with what the Sabbath then hinted at. Mm-hmm. Um, that we already have the answer to get into the, to the traveler but i'm not too sure on what race and what sort mm-hmm. of main storyline at all and then favorite law season oh, man, i'm not really sentimental at all like, <laughs> I know Desi fans are like yeah oh, i don't I'm not, I'm not like i think this season was really good to yeah. be honest <clears throat> yeah i like this... i don't know if i'll say it's my favorite of all time mm-hmm <clears throat> Let me bring up a list of like every Destiny <laughs> season and think of like anything really stands out. Yeah, I remember I I liked Black Armory a lot mainly for like the aesthetic and like for Ada. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Plunder was Plunder was good. Just like getting Mithrax, I think it was cool that Mithrax came back into Destiny. Mm-hmm. Like that was that's a nice story. Like as you met the guys when I went did the anthology. I, well, before the anthology, I went over to um, Seattle for the, mm-hmm. um, what do they call it, Summit. But met the dudes that like made uh, f- um, Final Hour, what's it, Zero Hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, like law nerds too and like had massive hard-ons for uh, Mithrax. <laughs> and like kind of got Mithrax into the story. So like it was cool to see him come back so many years later and like yeah. start off with this like fan favorite sort of little snippet in a, in a side you know mm-hmm. exotic quest and then uh 
end up in a main like season's pretty nice. Yeah. I think like Splicer aesthetically, I think is one of my favorite seasons that and activity wise, like just being able to farm out those. Um, oh yeah. So I said rolls. plunder in my head. Yeah. I meant Splicer. Splicer. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Splicer was really cool. Um, yeah. So there was something about like Ada's story that I, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. I was having a look. Uh, yeah. It's gotta be Splicer really. Arisen was not bad because of, mm-hmm. of, um, how it led into Witch Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Arrivals was okay. Hunt was pretty average, like just story-wise. Mm-hmm. Lost and Risen had some good synergy. I, honestly, the last two seasons have probably been quite good, like deep. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked Asa, what they mm-hmm. did with that. And Season of the Witch with Eris, I thought was also really good. Like they're very strong seasons. Mm-hmm. I think the activity model is something that um, folks are a little... Fatigued on. Fatigued yeah, like on. I think if you just take the story though, like I think yeah. these, the story of these last two seasons have been actually really good. Um, I think it's more that people are fatigued of playing, playing Destiny for yeah. nine years. <laughs> right. Wispopedia is asking, who is the next lore-only character you hope to see in the game or hope to see more of as an established character with a concrete story? Oh. Uh, whatever happened to Anor, one of those like, one of those researchers, like one of those crazed um, investigators, I hate everyone using stasis and stuff like that. She's got a pretty deep storyline. Yeah. So somebody from like the owl sector or the the. Uh no, nah, what she's she's like um she's not hidden. Is she hidden? I think she's just like a rogue. I, I know she's from um the Praxic Order. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. They could really go into depth about those orders. Like yeah, more, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, more secret society type stuff, I think, would be interesting in Destiny. Yeah, Owl Sector was cool when they, when they introduced it with Siva. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nice. I mean, the hidden are always mentioned. You have all these, like, hidden members that you could use. And obviously, like, links to Eris. Like, they always sort of spoken about. You could easily have, like, a spy season. Mm-hmm. There's a character in the lore. They introduced him back in Forsaken, where he was a guardian who had been rezzed, but had never... He didn't want to be rezzed, and he was going off and killing ghosts before they could find their mm-hmm. guardian, and he would just drag them around behind him. I th- yeah, with the chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that would be super cool to just find him out in the wilderness, like, just out in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, some proper, like, evil guardians would always be good. There's heaps yeah. of them mentioned the lore, but you, you don't really see them in game. Like, it'd be nice to hunt down someone that's gone, gone off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is similar to a Nora, actually. She's hunting down Guardians, too, so... Yeah. Could kind of tie those in, yeah. Um, final question comes from uh, Daviator89. What's Mylan's favorite part of the ANZ Destiny community? What would be the wildest imagery... Uh, imaginary ending to the Light and Dark Saga? Okay, ANZ is a great community because it's very close-knit and it's small and mm-hmm. you get to work with the regional team like quite closely and you know as regards to ANZ content creators there's very few of us mm-hmm. um so that's nice and we we often have like well often much more often than probably the US like we have pretty regular like events and catch-ups organized by the regional teams and that's mm-hmm. that's always cool like that's always fun and everyone's always friendly and very Australian so uh, you can't really go past that mm-hmm and what was the second part of the question? Second part of the question: What would be the wildest imaginary ending 
for the light versus dark saga? Um, probably Bungie breaking the fourth wall and like it's just a game kind of deal. Yeah, they've kind of pointed they've that been, in the past. Yeah, they've like they've been like hinting at that for ages, and they keep bringing it back up. And my like, bro, for, like the witness turns the game off. Um, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be that. That would be the craziest ending. Is like proper fourth wall breaking yeah like it's just a video game are you familiar with the show new heart no okay so there was an american tv show called new heart it was the second tv show that bob Newhart ever um starred in uh in the first one he was a psychiatrist and in the second one he was a hotel keeper i'm telling you this because the end of his second show new heart ended with him waking up next to his wife from the first series and it was all a dream all a dream. <laughs> well, I mean, one of my one of my actual favorite like law entries that kind of got me really interested was to do with the Vex researchers and mm-hmm. thinking they're in a simulation. Yeah, and like thinking that they were trapped in a Vex mind. Like, yeah. I just found that that's so cool. Yeah, to think that if we found this being that could replicate reality, mm-hmm. how would we prove our own reality that we're not just like simulations without driving yourself mad? yeah yeah so like i think it'd be too cliched and then that would also be crazy if they like either a broke the fourth wall or b were like yeah it's a simulation that would be that would like be yeah she's like matrix style just in some sort of like capsule yeah well i mean the thing is they've they've, they've confirmed like the multiverse in destiny mm-hmm. like yeah like all the all of bungie games do exist mm-hmm. like in the law like that's how that's how you got of the anniversary yeah it's yeah. like they was they were sucked through this conflux and that's how you get like Master Chief's like pistol and the mm-hmm. BXR and all this kind of stuff. So like they exist. Mm-hmm. Um but if they went to the next stage you'd be like, oh this universe has have like an overlord Ooh, bungee. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the fourth one. Well we and we were talking uh, we we I was like, hey, like it would be great for them to like delve into like more of their hidden like secret society things. Even like the nine, like we have explanations for who, what the nine are, but we don't really have any, we, we've never really had direct communication with them. Do you feel like that would be a, a story thread? That- yeah. And, yeah. A nine would be a good storyline. I wrote a little video about them a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could still go, they still work out what's happening with them and go a little bit further as well. Mm-hmm. Even though I feel like they've like, like half closed the door on the nine, I think they could they could reopen it and and do some some cool stuff with it. Um, I st- I'm still hoping to. I don't think it will happen, but another crazy ending after Vinyl Shape is just like new universe, new planet, new parallel timeline, kind yeah. of soft reset to freshen everything up. I don't think that will happen, but it's up there in the crazy things to happen after Vinyl Shape. I, I wish. Yeah. That would be, could help out with that. Yeah, 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 that would that would be great. I mean, everybody's complaining about their vaults right now. <laughs> right now, it's like, well, you don't you don't have your vault in this alternate universe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think for me, like Rolk mm-hmm. opened up the universe a bit, and when I saw Rolk, I was like, oh, this is sick! Like, like mm-hmm. a completely different enemy race, and it kind of made the universe feel a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted more of that, and um. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to see some other other enemies. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah, um, yeah. That would that would be interesting to see see more more of that type of enemy. I mean, I mean, we're getting some of that in in Final Shape, uh, 
with the subjugators is that what they're called i think yeah yeah, yeah. um so we'll, they're, they're kind of like rolk and uh rolk and Nezzy Nezzy Jr. like hybrids yeah 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 so yeah we'll just have to see I, i'm i'm eager to see what they what they're what they come up with afterward but yeah i think i, I think what you're saying of like people taking more time to kind of take off and maybe appreciate it more it would be healthier <laughs> for for people but yeah I, i'm yeah hopeful um well matt thank you so much for being on the show man it means a lot that, that you would even answer the call <laughs> at this early time in the morning for you um why don't you tell the folks at home where they can find you on the internet sir mylin games pretty much everywhere m-y-e-l-i-n twitter or whatever you call it now youtube twitch streaming on twitch like every day um yeah you guys have the youtube channel Heck that's yeah. about it my name's dan finity you can find me on the twitter and the instagram and the tiktok at danfinitygg you can also find me on twitch three days a week helping guardians out with in-game activities also dipping in a little bit into Baldur's gate 3 if you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. And if you'd like to give a couple bucks a month to help keep the lights on, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. Of course, all the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you find what you're grinding for. <laughs>